Hey there, guys. This is Daniel, and you're about to listen to episode 10 of It's an Adventure. Before you do, though, I'd like to let you know that you can listen to us everywhere. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and recently I got an email letting us know that we're also on CastBox now. Holy shit, guys! Whoa! While you're at it, you should follow Victor and I on social media, and you should also follow Mixed Comedy Collective uh, everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a like. Thank you guys so much, and enjoy this week's episode. Peace. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Victor. How are you today? I'm okay, yo. How's your mouth? It's better. I'm really sorry I posted that picture of you. It's okay. <laughs> that whole like podcast, half of it, I don't remember. I have a lot of people coming up to me saying that they in- thoroughly enjoyed listening to yeah. you um, get sleepier and sleepier over the course of the podcast. Because I know Kenny Brown came up to both of us yeah. and said that. Who else? Uh, last night, Jason was all like, dude, here's Victor. <laughs> Just like lose it it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. yeah so no i even finished i finished all my i'm still on antibiotics but yeah. uh, i'm done with the painkillers nice so and that's you, it and it was it's just uh i've had like a lot of people come up to me and it's because they listen to the podcast and they were telling me like oh 800 uh milligrams of ibuprofen is fucking nothing bro it's not it's nothing but, but. it's also like I'm was tired. Like yeah. pain when you're in pain it wears that you makes out. you tired. Yeah. And then like a little bit of something. Yeah. And then doing an activity that requires attention. And it was it was in the morning, right? Like you had just woken up. Yeah, I just woke up. So it wasn't like I wasn't like tripping out or anything. Yeah. I was just tired. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we gotta get these through to these listeners, all right? Yeah. Victor is not a dope fiend. Right. He's just tired. Yeah. So he's totally a dope fiend. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause like I took medication right before bed. Yeah. So I woke up still kind of like it was a long night's sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I woke up groggy and shit. I think um uh I think that's what's up with my dog because my dog's really old. Yeah. And uh, sometimes she just seems really out of it. Right. And then sometimes she's just like, ah, what's up? I'm a dog. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And I reason like, oh, she's just getting old. She's probably going to die soon. But she's taking like five medications a day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of those medications, if not like two or three of them, like fucks with her. Right. Especially like when it comes to her being active or, you know, like you, you take five pills. You're ba- One of them is bound to make you tired. Tired. Fatigued yeah. Fatigued and shit. Yeah. Um, fucking, so, uh, I watched Predator last night, the new Predator the movie. The Shane Black one? 2018, yeah. How was it? Um, it was fine. Apparently, if you have Asperger's, it gives you the ability to, like, read alien technology. Oh, it, which do they is, have a character that y- yeah, can do that? Th- th- which is not how that works. No. Um... So I felt like today would be a good day to go through movies and some like just odd <laughs> stereotypes and stuff. Yeah. I don't even think like reading alien technology is a stereotype for Asperger's. Yeah. <laughs> like 
it's a we like it it's a superpower that he has yeah but it, it made no sense it kind of if 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 you have if people who have Asperger's Asperger's can read alien technology it kind of makes me want to have Asperger's yeah because I want to read alien technology so um the first one that I immediately thought of you've seen the movie Rain Man yes um I read this somewhere and I couldn't I I heard this somewhere and I couldn't find the place again I like I couldn't find testimonials yeah but yeah, it was yeah. on like TCM or whatever yeah. Apparently, the ending to Rain Man would be um, if Dustin Hoffman's character started overcoming his autism oh. <laughs> and like, beating it. Be okay. And That's not how it happens. Well, That's not how it works. And Dustin Hoffman is a good actor who hung out with autistic people to like train and yeah, like, he's study, his, like study his role. Yeah. And he went back and he's like, we can't shoot this film the way it's written (laughs) (laughs) and to be sure like his character has a definite arc and there is like evolution in his character but they had to change it to where like tom cruise is the one who has the major shift yeah yeah that's hilarious (laughs) it's It's what like we can't do this (laughs) Because <laughs> Rain Man came out what 1988 or something around there. It's like it was in good, the 80s, yeah, yeah, a good 30 years ago, and it's just crazy to think that 30 years ago people think that autism could be cured or something. Right, like it was something he could overcome. Overcome, yeah. right? Something that's like inherently negative. When some, yeah, like uh, autism. Has like just like with anything. I don't, yeah, it's not inherently negative. It's, it's not inherently who negative. you are. It's who you are. Yeah, you know. Um, this next one is. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of a movie called The Terror of Tiny Town? No. Um, Sounds like my new favorite movie, though. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, like, what's it about? So, if I were to read the plot, it would read exactly like a. Uh, just a regular western movie yeah the difference is that the terror of tiny town features exclusively little people (laughs) for no reason for no reason there's no reason yeah and the strange thing is even though (laughs) there's only little people in this town (laughs) everything is still average size (laughs) (laughs) so they have to climb like climb up on their chairs yeah (laughs) shit like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they look at it like booster seats. <laughs> Why? Why? What's the reasoning? Is <laughs> I don't know. Um. So here I am on the Wikipedia page. Using a conventional Western story with uh, I'll just read like the yeah, yeah, yeah. very first part. The Terror of Tiny Town is a 1938 American film produced by Jed Buell, directed by Sam Newfield, and starring Billy Curtis. It is the world's only musical western with an all-midget cast. (laughs) The film was filmed at a sound studio in Hollywood and partly at Placerito's Ranch. That sounds like a dinosaur. Placerita Canyon, (laughs) California. The inspiration of the film came when Jed Buell overheard an employee jokingly say, if this economic dive keeps going, we'll be using midgets as actors. Oh. 
Using a conventional Western story <laughs> with an all-dwarf cast, the filmmakers were able to showcase gags, such as cowboys entering the local saloon by Walking by walking under the swinging doors, <laughs> <laughs> climbing into cupboards to retrieve items, and midget cowboys galloping around on Shetland ponies while roping calves. It, it sounds like they made <laughs> this movie just for the lulls. That's what it like. Cause like I said, it's everything else is just normal. Yeah, it's like like one of the old west terrorists, like gunslingers, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in and like terrorizing this town. But besides that, like, besides the little people part, everything about the movie is just a traditional Western. (laughs) (laughs) It's Well, did you hear how the Emoji movie, like, how that got... Was that just for the lulls, too? How did that that get made? Similar to how this guy, where he said, um, where he overheard a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the story goes is he was watching Toy Story, and he thought... How can we update this to the modern age? Oh, and then his, his answer were, were emojis. And he got a text with an emoji on it. Oh. And he's like, that's it. Eureka. <laughs> and he made the emoji movie I after love, that. I love the fact that somewhere out there, this guy's idea was my answer to Toy Story <laughs> is the, the emoji, emoji movie. movie. <laughs> like the weirder thing about it is that like... When the uh, ban on cinemas was raised in Saudi Arabia, yeah, the only two movies they showed were the Emoji Movie and Captain Underpants, <laughs> 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 and that's what they think Western cinema is. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. Those things, uh, the uh, I, the midget uh, cowboys, they read they wrote Shetland ponies, right? Yeah, I used to work at it. You know Adventure City? Yeah, like that fucking. That it, place scares me. That place on uh, Beach Boulevard? Yeah. Uh, where all the, the hookers on Beach Boulevard take their kids on the day off. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work there at the Children's Theater. And uh, I used to do the puppet shows there mm. for like a, a summer, a couple months. And they used to have a Shetland pony there. Okay. And it died. Oh, shit. It, I think it choked on an apple. In front of kids? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it, it ate the apple. Okay. Uh, started to choke. You know how like when you when you choke and you, you kind of you're kind of embarrassed, and like yeah, you go like because you look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. Well, yeah. I guess like the I don't know if the Shetland pony was embarrassed, but it started choking. It walked off, and then it just killed over and died. I mean, horses are fucking stupid. They are. Like really. Yeah. Yeah. It, the horses. If if it starts to rain, a horse will look up and <laughs> it will drown. Yeah. Because it's, it's looking it's up. Looking up. <laughs> he's like why is this happening (laughs) but yeah there's there's like a thing that goes on with the uh, the employees they they ask people sometimes like where were you when the shet when the shetland pony died yeah because it's (laughs) where were you it's like 9 11 and they have they have a pig there Mm -hmm. that they have in a pen Mm -hmm. and uh they don't let people pet it because the pig the pig bites people (laughs) so the pig is just there when at Adventure you, City. When did you work at Adventure City? I worked at Adventure City, uh, I'd like to say, in 2013. 2000, uh, good five years ago. I just graduated high school. Yeah. My five-year reunion is coming up on October 6th. Damn, dude. Because like, usually it's a 10-year reunion for high school. Yeah. But like, since we're private school, it's like definitely where... Like the Alumni Association yeah, yeah, is yeah. Like really good. I, I told you I went to an, like an Angel game. 
yeah, like yeah. 30 bucks and it was an all you can eat pavilion. Yeah, you ate and you got drunk. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um all right, next movie. Yeah. Uh my friend actually told me about this like a couple years ago and I never got a chance to watch it. It's called Tammy and the T-Rex. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it stars Denise Richards and Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Denise Richards, the the ex uh, Miss Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Th- this was from 1994. Uh, <laughs> synopsis: The film opens with Tammy at cheerleader practice while her boyfriend Michael walks in from football practice to observe. The two of them meet Byron, Tammy's gay friend, who approves of Michael as her new boyfriend. Shortly thereafter, Tammy's violent and jealous ex-boyfriend, Billy, arrives with his gang and harasses Michael. A fight erupts between the two. However, the police arrive to break up the fight and take Billy into custody. But Tammy, unable to deal with the events, (laughs) breaks down and runs away in tears. (laughs) I feel like that's not a good girlfriend thing to do. Yeah. Because, like, Michael... Michael is... uh, Yeah, Michael is the good boyfriend and yeah. she did not stand up for him no she ran away she broke down <laughs> and she ran away oh uh, uh it's yeah wow how when was this movie made 94 94 okay the runtime is 82 minutes it's barely a feature length yeah so that's like an hour and like 22 it's minutes an hour and 20 minutes which is yeah. hour and 22 minutes an hour and 20 minutes is feature it, length yeah um this next scene is very important the scene then cuts to a figure of a T-Rex in a dark warehouse <laughs> as two people, Dr. Wackenstein and his assistant Helga, walk through the doors. The lights come on and the T-Rex figure begins to move. Uh, that fucking group chat is going again. Oh, the comedian group chat? <laughs> yeah. What what debauchery and racism are they talking about now? <laughs> Someone just wrote skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Does not surprise me. <laughs> Does not surprise me. Um, anyway, let's, let's hear more about this fucking T Rex. So, um, the lights come on and the T Rex figure begins to move, being controlled by someone in a room. The doctor is impressed by the robotic dinosaur's strength <laughs> and <laughs> reveals his plan to implant a living human brain into the robot oh, to God. give it consciousness, mobility, and immortality. Later that night, <laughs> Michael sneaks out to see Tammy. They are soon interrupted by Billy and his thugs. Oh, no. (laughs) Who chase and catch Michael. They throw him into the wild animal park (laughs) (laughs) where lions and jaguars run loose. A lion mauls Michael (laughs) 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 and he is left in a comatose state. He is brought to a hospital where his intoxicated uncle watches over him. (laughs) That's like not even bully. No. Because they're in, like, high school or whatever, like, cheerleading practice, football practice. That's, like, that's definitely high school, right? Yeah, that is. So they just fucking threw him. Yeah, that's attempted murder right there, dude. Um, I wonder if, like, the previous paragraph and the paragraph I just read have anything to to do with each (laughs) other. (laughs) (laughs) Are they, it's gonna end up where they're gonna put that motherfucker's brain in the dinosaur, right? Let's find and out. Then Denise Richards is gonna end up fucking a <laughs> mechanic T Rex. Doctor Wackenstein and Helga declare Michael dead, so they can. 
so they can use his brain to control their robotic T-Rex. After his brain is installed, Michael escapes and wreaks vengeance on his high school tormentors. That's right. They were in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is reunited with his sweetheart, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) She realizes the dinosaur is Michael and begins a search to find a more suitable body for him. However, Dr. Wackenstein is in hot pursuit of his creation. This leads to a chase that ends with Michael killing the doctor. Uh. Police officers open fire and destroy the mechanical dinosaur. Tammy manages to recover Michael's brain. In the end, she takes it home with her and hooks his brain up to her computer, speakers, and video camera, which is temporary until they find a new body for him. (laughs) Through the setup, Michael is able to speak and see, which allows him to view Tammy performing a striptease. Oh. <laughs> this causes the brain hookups to spark. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like that, like that. Yeah, it's too hot. Um, it's fascinating. <laughs> oh my god, there's like... There's more films directed by this director. Who's Stuart, the Stuart Raffel? Raffel? Mannequin 2 on the move. Oh, that has Kim Cattrall. Or Mannequin 1 has Kim Cattrall, right? Uh, let's find out. Hold up. Uh, say something. Uh, Mannequin, uh, yeah, I think my cousins told me about Mannequin. And they, they the way that they described it to me was like, this is the dumbest movie in the world. We're going to yeah. describe it to you so you can watch it one day. So you can like experience probably the worst movie that's been that's ever been made. In cinema, worse than the room. Like, um, worse than uh, Plan Nine. I don't know that one movie that's directed by Edward. Uh, yeah, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yes, 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 yes. I can't even see. Uh, there's no. Oh, this dude directed Mac and Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you remember Mac and Me, it was that ET ripoff yeah. that was just like a commercial for McDonald's yeah. for whatever reason. It's the one that the kid like. <laughs> Is on a wheelchair and he falls off a cliff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a recent one here, and I'll look more into Steve Raffel like later. For sure. Um, let me get a sip real quick. He's sipping that water, that H two O. Have you seen Book of Henry? No, I've heard of it though. Um, I know I've talked about it on my radio show. But I'm like 90% sure I haven't seen it. I haven't talked about it here. Yeah, yeah. Book of Henry, and I think the Joe Blow movie review put it best, where most worst movies are, uh, they're bad in execution. Yeah. Like The Room, for example, the core concept of a guy, of a guy's girlfriend fucking his best friend. Yeah. And like he goes nuts over it isn't horrible it's just very odd yeah execution book of henry is one of those rare moments where flawless execution cinematography is beautiful yeah yeah. editing is tight and the acting is really good the core concept is just so fucking dumb (laughs) that there was no chance that it was ever gonna be good and this came out in 2017 okay so are you ready Yeah, yeah yeah And I'll be providing my own commentary because I've seen the whole thing. (laughs) For sure. In a small suburban town in the Hudson Valley, 11-year-old boy genius Henry Carpenter and his younger brother Peter are being raised by their single mother Suzanne, a waitress who is working on writing children's picture books. Henry has used 
his intellect to invest successfully in the stock market, <laughs> building up a very substantial nest egg for his family. Henry also protects Peter from a school bully and builds a Rube Goldberg machine in their tr- and builds Rube Goldberg machines in their treehouse. Henry and Susan are both fond of their next door neighbor and Henry's classmate, Christina Sickleman, who has recently become glum. <laughs> and if you don't know <laughs> recently become glum. And so do you know anything about this movie? No. Okay. By the way, for those who don't know Rube Goldberg machines, watch something like fr- um Final Destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like that's all. Those like that's why those films are so great. It's yeah. because it's a Looney Tunes cartoon just set in a horror. Yeah. Tone. At, at the end of the gag, somebody gets decapitated. Yeah, for yeah. Real. For real. <laughs> Henry sees Christina being abused by her stepfather, Glenn, the local police commissioner. By the way, Glenn is played by uh, Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, just so he, he can only play police officers. Apparently. It sucks that he's sort of be, being pigeonholed in that role right now. I think he has a, he's a really versatile actor. They should give him a shot with like different roles. With something else. With something else, yeah. Like You can't. He's not just a cop, man. He's a human being. Um, Henry reports the abuse to social services and the school principal, Janice Wilder, but Glenn has connections throughout the local government, and Wilder is reluctant to challenge the commissioner without conclusive evidence. Uh, this scene where he talks to the principal, yeah, he calls the principal like Janice. He <laughs> says like, God damn it, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Henry is unable to get the authorities to launch a serious investigation that would protect Christina. (laughs) Henry tells his mother that when someone is in trouble, those who can help must take action. He develops a detailed plan to rescue Christina that he memorializes in a notebook. By the way, that scene where he says we have to take action against evil, he's like watching a boyfriend like punch (laughs) his girlfriend (laughs) in the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) After a violent seizure, Henry is taken to the hospital where he's diagnosed with a brain tumor and undergoes surgery. Anticipating his death, he tells Peter to give Susan the notebook. Days later, Henry dies in Susan's he arms in the hospital. What we the are halfway fuck? through the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> it's called The Book of Henry though and he dies halfway through the movie? It's like the movie starts out as like a really lighthearted kids show, like kids movie. Yeah. The scene where he da- dies is like rough to watch damn right yeah like it's like it's the acting is good it's just a dumb (laughs) movie (laughs) susan is distraught at henry's death and has difficulty functioning uh this is true um because when he's she's (laughs) peter comes home yeah like henry's little brother yeah oh by the way i should mention susan who's played by naomi watts Completely worthless. <laughs> because Henry's doing like taxes while she's playing Gears of War. <laughs> so like when she's like fucked up over Henry's death. Yeah. Like she um She's probably not fucked up. She's probably fucked up like, oh, I was gonna do my taxes now. Well yeah. <laughs> no, I have she, to be an actual adult. She's like Peter, I know, we'll have something fun. We'll just have pancakes and dessert 
for like a week straight and that's all we have and peter the little brother is like snap out of it mom (laughs) (laughs) get over yourself (laughs) by the way i forgot to mention uh sarah silverman is in this movie Uh. as a waitress um she's like an alcoholic and when peter is or when henry is on his deathbed Sarah Silverman, this what forty-ish? Yeah, um, she's like forty-something. Forty. She looks good for yeah. forty. Yeah, li- yeah, really good. But um, she comes in, and uh, because before then, Henry and her were like quipping, yeah, against each other. She's like, you know, I always like liked you. It was never like malicious or anything. And he's like, I know. And then they kiss on the lips, and it's very. For a movie that's trying to show pedophiles in a bad light, yeah, it has that very awkward scene. Like it's not, yeah, there's no tongue or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it can be interpreted multiple different ways. Yeah, especially if she says like, you know, I've always liked you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this story sounds like a like a like somebody's producer, some some big time executive producer, his daughter or her his son wrote a script. Right, and gave it to the studios like make it. Well, it's like why make it, bitches? Because I'm the boss. This isn't. That's not true for this one. But I have another movie that we can talk about after. Oh, okay. Um, this one is by Colin Trevorrow, who you'll know from Jurassic World. Oh, and then got kicked off of the l- last <laughs> Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, partially, I'm sure, because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, because <laughs> it's like. This was his passion project. Oh god. Um those Jurassic World movies are garbage. They're so bad. And he didn't write this. I'm yeah. pretty sure like I'm written yeah, written by Greg Hurwitz, but like Colin Trevorrow was like this story needs to be told. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Susan is distraught at Henry's death and has a difficulty functioning. But when Peter gives her the notebook, she focuses on Henry's plan. Susan tries but fails to interest a nearby social services agency in opening an investigation. One night, from the window in Peter's bedroom, she sees Glenn in Christina's room and decides to carry out the plan. The notebook and an accompanying cassette tape describe Henry's step-by-step plan to kill Glenn with a sniper rifle. (laughs) (laughs) While covering Susan's tracks so that it will be impossible to trace the murder back to her. Susan's alibi is to be provided by executing the murder while both Christina and Peter are performing at a school talent show. So, okay, she plays Gears of War, right? Yeah. Video games. She's got a no-scope, this guy. She's got, yeah. She's got a 360 no-scope, this guy. Jump up in the air, boom. So, like, the tapes make little sense. (laughs) Apparently, originally in the movie, like... Henry doesn't die. Yeah. Like, that was the original cut, but in the final one, he does. <laughs> so she's, like, practicing her sniping skills or whatever yeah. in the woods, and you hear Henry say, like, you're a little to the left, Mom. Try, like, just aiming to the right, <laughs> even though he is dead and cannot see. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's, like, there's a scene, and I'm paraphrasing some of it, but, yeah. like, the last sentence is like direct she's getting money from the atm yeah and she's like five hundred dollars doesn't seem like a lot and then the tape says right after five hundred dollars might not seem like a lot but if you get five hundred from each atm they can't trace you now take a left on seventh street and you'll uh you'll hit the next atm 
So Naomi Watts goes right. And then the tape says, no, your other left mom. (laughs) 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 So it just, again, like, it's like she's listening not to a recording, but her son just talking to her. Yeah. Um, Susan slips away from the talent show and puts the plan into motion. As she is about to pull the (laughs) trigger, as she is about to pull the trigger, however, she realizes that Henry's plan, though ingenious, is the construct of a child and that she must act as an adult. She immediately confronts Glenn and tells him that she is going to expose him for what he has done to Christina. Glenn replies that everyone will believe him, not her, and he tells her that he is going to call his his police chief to come and bring her in at the same time affected by christina's dance performance at the talent show <laughs> principal Wal- principal walter <laughs> decides to follow through on the abuse accusation and contra- and contacts the authorities so the little girl christina her dance was so sad that the principal is like oh she must be she abused must be abu- <laughs> 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 you see that pirouette? <laughs> that means she gets slapped in the morning. That's what it was. It's yeah. like, you're joking, but that's how the movie plays <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, shit. I think, uh, you know how like Naomi, Naomi Watts has that realization, like, oh, like this, this was thought up by a child. I should act like an adult <laughs> and not do this. Yeah. The people that made this movie should have had that thought as well. Yeah, like, this, this was thought of thought of by a child we should not make this movie <laughs> um here we go uh size follow through on the abuse accusation contacts the authorities glenn returns home calls his relative at social services and learns that an investigation is being opened into his abuse of christina as the police arrive at his house, Glenn kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> Susan legally adopts Christina as her daughter. She also finishes writing one of her children's books, as Henry had urged her to do. Um, When they say she legally adopts Christina, she does not do that. <laughs> because there's a scene when she plans to kill Hank Schrader. Yeah. She's like, can you sign this? Uh, or she's like, I'm chaperoning the field trip or whatever, the, like the talent show or whatever. Yeah. Can you sign this thing so that she can go? And uh, Hank Schrader does. And then she goes and traces His signature? the signature onto the like social services yeah. copy so that she'd get custody. It's like a creepy plan if she were portrayed as the bad guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think they try and chalk this movie up to like, oh, this is quirky kid that wants to do good. It sounds like this kid was a, a fucking sociopath. Yeah. He left tapes so people can uh, enact his evil plan to kill somebody. Right. It's just like, it, it was bad. Bad. Like I said, it was. there's no chance um, of it ever being good it's 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 uh when you told me like oh like the the premise of the like everything about it in the execution was good mm-hmm. like the cinematography the acting it was all good it's just the premise was just really shitty mm-hmm. i thought of like oh like a bunch of movies like when the premise is shitty like they're all bad like that's what happens but then i thought of like swiss army man mm-hmm. 
And that's such a weird ass premise. Yeah. Where it's like the guy ends up washed up on an island and he there's a dead body that farts. Right. I really like Swiss Army Man. But there's a difference between weird and dumb. Yeah. You yeah, know? that was like weird. That that was trying to be Yeah. Like I, f- I feel like Book of Henry was a like a straightforward trying to be a serious movie whereas Swiss Army Man did not take itself serious at all. Right. Yeah. Um so I have when you were saying uh what is a uh like that book of Henry was thought of by oh, yeah, like a, movie, a little kid. Yeah. Producer's um, kid. This is a uh an article from a while ago from the Los Angeles Times by a guy named Ryan Fogner. Uh it's called two thousand seventeen's first big flop question mark. How Paramount's monster trucks went awry. <laughs> Have you heard of this movie? Yeah, yeah, where the monster trucks are alive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the background of it? No, I don't. Paramount Pictures originally conceived its new movie, Monster Trucks, as fuel for its upstart animation business. But instead, the long-delayed big-budget picture is poised to become the first major box office wreck of 2017. The live-action computer animation hybrid about a teenage boy who befriends a a tentacled gas-guzzling monster in his truck is on track to gross $8 million to $10 million dollars during its first four days in theaters this weekend, an abysmal result for a movie that cost $125 million <laughs> to <Fuck>. make. <laughs> Troubling signs have been apparent for months. The first trailer for Monster Trucks, released in June, became the butt of widespread internet snark, and reviews from professional critics have been mostly negative. In an unusual preemptive move, Paramount's par- parent company, Viacom Incorporated, in September disclosed it would take a $115 million write-down related to the expected performance <laughs> of an unreleased film quickly revealed to be monster trucks. <laughs> Imagine that, like the company saying, We're, we have to stave off our budget. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this new movie is going movie, to be so bad. Yeah. Studios rarely announce such write-downs before movies are actually released. (laughs) (laughs) You knew right after seeing the first trailer that it was going to bomb Jeff Bach, a box (laughs) office analysis for uh, exhibitor relations set of monster trucks. I'm surprised Mystery Science Theater 3000 doesn't already (laughs) have the rights to this. The troubled monster trucks is just the latest headache for Paramount the storied Hollywood studio that is trying to recover from a string of box office flops and a wave of corporate upheaval, hoped for blockbusters including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Star Trek sequels, uh, underperformed last year amid a bitter power power struggle between controlling shareholder Sumner Redstone and former chief executive Felipe Dahman, who was ousted in August. Okay. This is where we get into the real part. Nice. (laughs) The long journey of monster trucks began in 2013 when Paramount's president at the time, Adam Goodman, conceived the idea for the film after observing how much his three-year-old son enjoyed playing with toy trucks and cars. (sighs) The studio, led by chairman and chief executive Brad Gray and then vice chairman Rob Moore, approved, hoping it could turn the concept into a Transformers-like franchise with toy sales and sequels. I don't get it. It's, they're so stupid. Yeah. They already have Transformers. That's already a Paramount 
property. They already make movies of these robots that turn into cars and stuff. Yeah. And they're going to make a, a movie about octopuses <laughs> leave it, living in fucking monster trucks. They're idiots. They're idiots. They deserve all the failure that they're, they're getting right now. Well, the movie became a pre- passion project for Goodman, whom the studio had tasked with building Paramount Animation. Paramount, Paramount tapped Sponge Out of Water producer Mary Parent to produce the picture and hired director Chris Wedge, best known for Fox's 2002 blockbuster Ice Age. Sponge Out of Water was actually... I like that movie a lot. Sponge Out of... I've been, oh, the... It was uh, the second SpongeBob yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, really trippy, but, like... It felt like old school SpongeBob. That's good. Yeah, because new SpongeBob hasn't felt. The, the I've seen a couple new episodes of SpongeBob. It doesn't feel the same. Like there's it's like new episodes of The Simpsons too. It doesn't feel the same anymore. There's old school SpongeBob, and then there was a period where like the creator left. Yeah, and then the creator is back, like at least in a consulting yeah thing, and that's why the newer episodes are like better i'll check not the best but they're better but like there was a period where it was like it lost all of its charm yeah yeah the film was first scheduled for release in summer of 2015 but the studio later moved its target to christmas then paramount fired goodman for being a fucking moron (laughs) no i'm sure (laughs) that's not in it yeah the movie's chief advocate in february 2015 because of the studio's thin film release slate Without Goodman, Monster Trucks became an orphan at the company, according to people familiar with the matter who were not authorized to speak publicly. Yeah. The studio pushed back the film's release two more times as executives turned their attention to other pictures. A recent presentation by Gray to show off upcoming movies didn't mention Monster Trucks, instead focusing on prestigious films such as Arrival and Martin Scorsese's Silence. Both, I've never, I haven't seen either of them, but. Arrival, Arrival's good. Uh, Silence, I did not care for. Okay. It was, it was weird. It was about like uh, this, these missionaries. Uh, Liam Neeson, right? Yeah, yeah. They'd go out, they went to J- out to Japan to find uh, another missionary, Liam yeah. Neeson, who went down there and went missing. And while they're down there, they were trying to like convert all of like the Japanese people to Catholicism. Right. And it was just weird. It was like, I don't. Like I don't. Did I it don't get nominated for Best Picture? No, it didn't. It didn't get anything. That's like one of the rare Martin Scorsese pictures okay. that don't get nominated for anything. It was, just, it was like advocating for like missionaries, and it, it posed like the missionaries as like, oh, the, these noble guys of God. They went down there to like right. preach Catholicism. But like me, I'm like, they didn't need to go down there anyway, dude. Like, you don't need the Japanese people. Don't need Catholicism. Like, just leave them the fuck alone. Like, you don't need to shove that down their throat. Because everything I heard from it. People said it was good. I thought it got nominated for something. Oh, well, I don't care that much. Yeah. Um, but marketing would have been a challenge for Monster Trucks, even without the bad buzz surrounding the Viacom write-down. The film was originally meant to attract a wide audience, but turned out to be a more kid fr- kid-oriented than expen- than expected. Wow, to be more kid-oriented than expected, insiders said. Yeah. I could not speak on that one. <laughs> Is it those ibuprofens? Did you sneak one while I wasn't <laughs> yeah. looking? Another problem was that Monster Trucks was an original idea that lacked the branding clout of movies based on Nickelodeon and Hasbro properties. Instead of creating mystery around the monster, the trailers tended to emphasize the movie's goofier aspects, including a scene where the octopus creature belches. <laughs> <laughs> 
a six-year-old boy might like it, but I doubt parents will, yeah. said Bach, the ex- uh, exhibitor relations analyst. Um, it basically goes on to say like how all of the... Um, how the production schedule was fucked, how it kept getting pushed back. When a movie gets pushed back three times... It does not... Yeah, it means it's bad. It usually doesn't bode well. Yeah. Um, But the story I heard was that this Los Angeles Times one says that it was Adam Goodman who had the idea. Yeah. From There was another rumor going around that a six-year-old came up with the concept. And Goodman's like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's great. Give me five more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I brought up that Paramount, they're yeah. the, the people that make uh, Transformers, and they're trying to like make a Transformers like franchise and how it's stupid because they already have Transformers. Right. But I feel like they've burnt out that franchise. I think they're trying to bring it back with like Bumblebee and how they're trying to make Bumblebee like the Iron Giant. But it still like does Gamebusters in fucking China. Yeah, like they don't give a shit about American audiences care, anymore. Yeah, yeah. that uh, yeah. My favorite like attempting to like make a franchise is um, the Dark Universe. Well, it's it's canceled, right? That's the Mummy. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be like an extended universe with Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and like all that, like all of the old uh, old school monster. Yeah. Stuff. Are they still doing the uh, the monster the not 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 the dark universe but the monster universe with uh, Godzilla, King yes. Kong, yeah, Mothra? Because the next Godzilla movie is gonna have all of those guys. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because they did a tr- they did a teaser at the end of yeah. uh, Kong Skull Island. I don't think that movie's gonna be good. I feel like when you start tacking on, like I like the the first, but one. that's how they were. I didn't like the first Godzilla. You didn't like the first Godzilla? So, I didn't think I, it was bad. And it was just like, eh. Yeah. I was just like, it wasn't a Godzilla movie. No. It was a Godzilla's back movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you just saw him swimming. Yeah. For most of the movie. I, li- I liked Sk- Kong Skull Island a bit better. That one was pretty good. Which is yeah. part of the same universe. Um, It was like, story was not great, but like the monster like effects and everything were yeah. pretty cool. Uh, the reason why I think the the new Godzilla movie isn't going to be good because I feel like when you tack on all of those things, like all of those monsters, it's like those superhero movies where they have like three villains yeah. and three heroes, like like Spider-Man 3 and stuff and you you put all those things in there, it just it becomes like inflated and then I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. But like you said, those Godzilla movies, that's how they are. Yeah. It's like five monsters fighting each other all at the same time. Yeah. So it might be, if it's not compelling, it might be pretty to <laughs> look at. It might be really pretty to look at. Because like, Infi- I liked Infinity War. Yeah, I liked lot. Infinity War. And that had all, I mean, it had one villain, I to think, be fair. I think it's because that's the way those Avengers movies present themselves. Yeah. Where it's all like, this is going to be one big ass party. Yeah. And then you have like movies like Spider-Man 3 where it's all like, oh, here's the Sandman and Venom and the new Goblin. There's no new Goblin in the comics, but in this movie, he's the new Goblin. I just rewatched Spider-Man 3 because it was on Netflix. Yeah. Actually a lot better than I remember it being. 
It's better? Yeah. It's so stupid. I, I, I looking back like on Spider Man three and all of the other two Spider Man movies like the mm-hmm. the second one and the first one, they all have that really cheesy comic vibe to it. Yeah. Spider Man three has the 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 vibe like it's it's really prevalent there. It's like it's you can see it and you can hear it and it's like yeah. gross. It's that's disgusting. what's good about it. No, because that's, that's what, what he was going for. <laughs> like if it were on accident, yeah. Because like I think for movies, when I try to like see if I like it or not, yeah, it's like what is the director going for? And if the director is going for a vibe and he achieves it, I have to even if I don't like it. Yeah. I have to take that into account. You have to give him props. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I don't agree with Sam Raimi's vibe though. Like I don't I like I feel like like I the, like the certain scenes like in uh in Spider-Man 2 where there's a scene where Doc Ock is on the building and then Spider-Man's on the building and like yeah. they're confronting each other and then Spider-Man's like give me back the give me back the money Doc Ock and he's yeah. like yeah for sure. And then he drops it, and he's all like, Butterfingers. Yeah. And I'm all like, oh, you're corny. That's, that's corny. That's cool, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how, like, that's not closest to the comics, but that's what those old 60s Spider-Man were. Yeah. You know? It was corny like that. Yeah. I want grittier shit. Christopher Nolan ruined me. That He ruined me. So you like the Amazing Spider-Man movies? I like the first one. Oh, I don't like the second one. it was fucking boring. The second one was dog shit. That's that, how I feel. I think everyone thinks the second one is really bad. Yeah. Like, I watched that on a plane, and I passed out, and I woke up, and I'm like, oh, uh, this is still... <laughs> it's a long movie. Why is it so long? I don't know. He... Jamie Foxx falls into, like, an eel pit. Yeah. And then becomes Electro. electro. Like, <laughs> through eel. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And then they were trying to set up the Sinister Six movies. That entire end. movie is a setup as for a, setup. a bigger movie. That is not going to happen anymore. That is never. <laughs> that new Venom movie looks not great. Yeah, I think, and it, it bums me out because I like I like Spider Man. I like Sp- Spider Man. my favorite superhero. Yeah, and that Venom movie just looks bad. Looks bad. I don't think it's gonna be good. Cause that last scene that's supposed to get you in, where like the two venoms are like connected, <laughs> looks horrible. It does because the faces on the actors are just like nothing. Nothing. You know. Yeah. And why is it two venoms? I don't like. Why can't they get some? And and if it's they have like a a a, a symbiote that nobody knows about, Riot. Yeah. Why can't they just get Carnage? Although there is say, there is a rumor though that Woody Harrelson is in the movie. And he might, that they might be setting the it up where he's carnage. carnage. Yeah, I heard they might drop it to be a PG thirteen movie, so that um, they can get a Tom Holland cameo. Ah, so they can include it in the whole MCU. MCU, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are we at on time? We are at forty six minutes. Can I ask a favor of you, Mister yeah. Victor? Can you hold the microphone like this in front of your mouth? Because if you hold it like this, it's oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. It's yeah, all right, my it's bad. Fine. You just, you just has been scratching that whole time. No, it just sounded a little muffled. Okay, we can for still sure. hear what you're saying. I just felt awkward being like, "Hey, put the microphone in your put mouth, it, you dumbass." <laughs> put oh. it in your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> or in front of your mouth. Uh, fucking like I guess the only other movie which also came out in 2017 that is like really bad. Have you seen the Snowman? 
Oh yeah, where it was they had I I remember seeing the billboards for that where they would have the handwritten notes it was like Mr. Policeman, Mr. I Policeman, told yeah. you where the body was. You could have saved it, Mr. Policeman. It was like Why I gave you all the you? clues or whatever. Yeah, I give you all the clues. Um have you seen like any of it? No. I saw half of it and the way I describe it to people, it's it's how I imagine having Alzheimer's is like. <laughs> <laughs> How? Because they didn't shoot fifteen percent of the script, and when you have a tight, like, murder mystery, yeah, that fifteen percent is like important. Um, from like the half that I saw, because <laughs> my friend saw, like my friend read the book, and the book is really good. Yeah. Um, it starts out with like a mom being abused by her new boyfriend and the kid. Yeah. And like a kid's there. So the mom starts driving and uh, takes the kid. And apparently in the book, the kid grows up to be the murderer and like takes a hammer to the mom. So like, that's why the car like veers off. But in the movie, that's not even not shown. Yeah. It just didn't happen to where the mom just veered off and died yeah and the kid survived and it made like it's shit like that yeah fucking michael michael fassbender is a um is an alcoholic and he wakes up in the snow multiple times yeah which you die of exposure yeah when you do stuff like that yeah you go to sleep in the snow that's a that's a forever nap yeah yeah the killer has a weird pink panther theme song that is not intimidating or creepy (laughs) at all well because it's like and that's like when he's about to murder a woman and (laughs) shit like that (laughs) i could only watch half of it before because it's a slow burner yeah but slow burners only work when you're interesting not when you're weird and dumb and shit like that oh my dog's falling I I saw that and I'm all like, oh, that looks like a it looks promising, but I heard it was just really dog shit. Another a movie that I saw recently, yeah, that was not good and really disappointed me was uh the Happy Time Murders. Have you seen that? No, I have. I've heard like mixed to negative reviews of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's basically all of the jokes. I feel a good majority of them that were in the movie just had to deal with like, oh, look, look at puppets they're having sex look they're doing sex things oh that's isn't that funny ha 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 like there's nothing really clever, clever about that right movie. yeah have you seen like the original concept art for the happy time murders no is it is it amazing is it good it's really good because there's even though i haven't seen it there's a tone and a mood in the um in the concept art that I did not see in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to show it to you right now. I wasn't even impressed with like the puppetry too, like and the way that the puppets looked. It like, didn't seem like that was the original concept art from a couple years ago. Yeah, that looks really gritty. Yeah. And it's why why can cuz the joke that puppets are getting killed is a joke itself. Yeah. You know. You don't need all of the like sex jokes and shit. Yeah, you don't. Predator was bad. <laughs> and then there's that whole controversy where the Olivia Mun Olivia Mun was in that scene with that one guy who was a. Uh, oh, and they cut it. Yeah, they cut it. Yeah, I forgot where it's like he. 
What was what was he? He was a a registered sex offender. That's right. Yeah. And she's like, I, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. Yeah. I rem- I saw on social media, um, they had to do press for the movie, mm-hmm. and she was the only one doing press for it, and she it was just so awkward because it was her job to talk about the movie and then also talk about the whole that scene where she was in with that guy, and she's like, yeah, yeah here's the movie. And then here's this thing. Yeah, Shane Black didn't tell me shit. I wish he would have told me. Uh, the scene's out. Go watch the movie. <laughs> like the scene, that scene, it's not like the movie doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like cause if I didn't, if you, like someone didn't tell me, I wouldn't have known. There are very strange moments in the movie though. Yeah. There's like an insert shot of a dog running and you think, oh, they're going to save the dog, but the dog just disappears. <laughs> like there's no reason for that shot yeah, yeah, yeah. to be in there. Like there's a lot of weird insert shots that go absolutely nowhere. Yeah. You know? I think this is like the the second time uh they've tried to like reboot Predator, right? Cuz they tried it the first I they, yeah, they the, did the Predators. Movies, they did Predators, but like within like the last 10 years they also did a uh, one with Robert Rodriguez, right? Uh I don't know. Like I said, I know I know was Predator. It, was that Predator? Oh my god. Am I just spilling nonsense? Am I lying to all of you guys? Am I wrong? Predator movies. I think and I'm then we'll wrong. do the um I mean God damn it. I don't I don't really like Robert Rodriguez movies. <laughs> like I will Spy Kids? Oh god. Oh, that's such a bad movie. Yeah, you're insane. I I'll say this though. Um Alien versus Predator Requiem? Did he Is do that? that? Oh no! I no. Which one? I don't think he. I'm. I'm. No. I'm on crack. He didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't do it. I'm on fucking crack. I'll say this about Robert Robert Rodriguez though. He um he in his in the DVDs of his movies. Uh, and this is because I went to film school, and uh, when I was in community college, uh, my my f- teachers were uh bad. Yeah, really, really bad, and they would just show us uh, the special features of DVDs. And uh, I had a teacher that showed us all of his, because uh, in his DVDs <laughs> he puts ten minute film school, like okay. flex school or whatever, and, and he shows like how like oh this is how we did it. Yeah, um, we did it super cheap, do movies super cheap, and he just goes through the process of how he produced the movie and how he did certain shots. Right. And it was really informative. It was like, wow, like that's a uh, that's really cool. Like I'm really glad I saw that. And to this day, I when I'm producing something like movies or sketches or videos, mm-hmm. I I listen to what he said back in the day. Whereas like spend as little money as you can. Yeah. Like it's you don't need to go broke for a movie. Um, if anything, it'll challenge you creatively to think of new solutions and stuff. Right. Like it'll be better for you in the long run. You know, like get your friends to be in it uh get your friends to to pa for it right now and stuff and so i he knows a lot about making movies i just wish the movies that he made were better he produced predators there you go that's a good movie predators is a good movie. that's with adrian brody right yeah was it a good movie because it's where um they get like the most dangerous people on the predator planet and they have to try to escape oh Okay, that came out 2010. Wow, 2010, that was a yeah. long time. Dude, 2010 was... Oh, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Do you ever get that? Where it's like, oh, 
Like I, you said that you graduated from high school in 2013. 2013, yeah, June 2013. I grad, I graduated from high school when I was in 2011. So my ten year, oh, sure. I was a uh, junior. My ten year, if if there is a ten year reunion, is going to happen in three years, and that trips me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, my ten year is in five years. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's fucking crazy. We don't have any uh. We don't have any emails or messages this week. What the fuck? Do you guys not like us? What's up, listeners? What is it? I mean, Do what we did smell? we talk about last week that people would email us about? Um, I guess rock stars. Rock stars, yeah. We talked about crazy rock star drug yeah. stories. Um, I looked up Predators on Wikipedia, and I just want to share this real fast. Yeah. Uh, the person that uh, directed it, uh, their name is Nimrod. 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 Antal. Antal. <laughs> What's his filmography? I don't know. I don't um, know who he is, but he has a funny name. Lots of movies I've never heard of. Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. Uh, he's from Los Angeles. There's Vacancy, Armored, The Whiskey Robber. Ooh, I don't know. Metallica Through the Never. I saw that. What? <laughs> what is that? I think that's a, a documentary film. Oh, it's no, a no, concert film. It's a concert film. film, yeah, yeah. Concert films are weird. I really... I There's only uh, one concert film that I really like. Never Say Never? No. Oh. The Beebs? No, no. That's a that's a close second, though, for the me. The Jonas Brothers that's 3D a close concert third. experience? That's a close... No, no, no. Jonas Brothers and Never Say Never are... Uh, uh, wait, They're, wait. Never Say Never, That's is that Lonely Island or is that... Justin That's Bieber. definitely Justin Bieber. Okay, because they made a parody say never say. It's like never stop, never stopping. Yeah, never stop, yeah. never stopping. But um, one of my favorite concert movies. It's also my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies is uh the Last Waltz. That is the uh the band the band called the band. They mm-hmm. uh they weren't gonna tour anymore, and so they put on this concert in San Francisco. And they brought a shit ton of people to play with them. So right. They brought out Eric Clapton, Van Morrison, uh, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Ringo Starr, Ronnie Wood. They were all just came out and jammed and played songs and shit. And it was it was cool. And it was directed by Martin Scorsese. It's actually like probably the only movie I like from Martin Scorsese. I'm not a big you fan. You don't like Martin Scorsese? I think he's pretentious. I think he he's he's a little tryhard. No. I think I think for him it's like a little Style over substance, if that makes any sense. Um, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense for him. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I like. I I watch Raging Bull. Didn't do anything for me. Departed. The Departed was good. Okay. I like the Departed. Taxi Driver was good. Um, um. Wolf of Wall Street. Nah. You didn't like it. Casino. Nah. I thought I've, it was funny. I, I Goodfellas is all right. I it's it's just like mm, he just reminds me of all of like the uh, the pretentious things that comes with with movies and stuff and the people like in them. films like film students. Yes, yes, that's what he. Rem- I feel like he's just a big old film student, and he that bugs the shit out of me. And that's what I he mean, is. I know that's what he is, and he like, teaches at NYU and shit. I can't stand him. Like, he's a he's a Victor. He's a fucking nerd. I want to give him a swirly. Yeah. I, I want to give him a swirly. I don't know, like. That's I want to give. I like, want to give Martin Scorsese a wedgie. Who else do you not like? That I also want to take away his lunch money. Oh, who else do I don't don't like? I don't like James Cameron. Oh, 
my god he's so good he's though. style over substance dude dude none of his stories are interesting terminator judgment day yeah i mean terminate but i'm thinking of like titanic and avatar and stuff like that okay I consider terminator 2 to be more of a terminator movie than a james cameron movie. it is yeah it is if that makes sense it is i'll give you this though avatar and titanic cheesy maybe a little overblown yeah, but goddamn, are they not? I can't. I gotta. I like. I gotta respect. The, I gotta respect the gangster. Like, even though like Avatar is is like Pocahontas mixed with Smurfs. Yeah, it's like I watch it and I can't help but be sucked into it. See, I watched it not in theaters after the hype on yeah. a TV with glare. And that forced me to listen to the dialogue <laughs> and the acting. I'm like, this is horrible. Like, <laughs> He's like doing like five more Avatar movies. He is. Did you like? And he didn't want to start until he wrote the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's why the Avatar theme park <laughs> took so long. Yeah. Because now the hype for Avatar is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. It's so weird because the sequel's coming out soon. It's going to be out over ten years. Like Avatar yeah. came out in two thousand nine. That's fucking crazy. It's such a long time. Well, that got nominated for yeah, best, best picture. picture. It, yeah, it was yeah. Hurt Locker beat beat it that year. I remember. Yeah, people. That was out. a weird year for like best pictures. Yeah, because that was the year like Inglorious Bastards and um, Up. Yeah, and District Nine all got nominated. Yeah, and those aren't like traditional best picture. I guess Tarantino was like. Oh yeah, Tarantino can't stand him. Can't stand him. Um, I'll I'll Kill Bill. The two Kill Bill movies are probably one of my favorite movies of all time because yeah. like, I grew up watching them and like I don't even consider it like it's not it's not him. I feel like it was I was more interested in Uma Thurman and yeah David Carradine and stuff. But because it doesn't feel like a Tarantino film, it feels like a Kill Bill. Yeah, film. it feels yeah. like a Kill Bill film. And I like the other thing like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's cool. Inglorious ba- Bastards, I can't stand. I can't stand that movie. Oh, I like that movie because it's so. Why don't you like it? It's him, dude. It's so him. Yeah, and I don't like him. I don't like Tarantino. Again, yeah. he's pretentious. He's another one of those like film nerds, one of those film students that it's just like, oh, look at this. Ha, yeah, that's a one it, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I think old school Tarantino is a lot better than like the stuff that he's doing now. Yeah, you know, I I didn't like Django Unchained. And like that, I I, I don't think I'm gonna like the Manson movie that he's making. What, oh, is a uh, he's doing the Charles Manson? Yeah, it's gonna be. It's has that's weird. DiCaprio for him. and and Brad Pitt. But like, his thing is like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't fit. I feel like it's um. I like Tarantino enough, yeah. but like the awards that he gets. It just—it's not. They're like not. Django isn't deserved. on that level. Yeah. Like I like Django a lot, but it's not. It. I like Django as a Western movie. Yeah. But like for it to have been nominated as Best Picture, I think he he won the Oscar for Best uh, Script for Django. For Best Script, yeah, he did. Yeah, and that's because so dumb. Because that was usually if it's Best Screenplay, and like Best Picture. Yeah. They give best screenplay to the one who's never going to win best picture. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like not that it's a throwaway award, but it's one of those where it's like, you'll be happy with this. The and also another reason why I don't like Tarantino, 
is that he's one of those uh, film purists. He's the guy who's all like, I'm only going to shoot movies on film. Movies that aren't digital, they're not movies. Yeah. Like you need you need the grain, you need the whole chemical process. Like if you if you shoot a, I think I heard in in like a, a roundtable thing they did with Variety, he described um, movies that are shot digitally as uh, TV on film. He says like, oh, I'm just watching TV. Yeah, I'm not watching a film. I'm like you, you fucking idiot. You're dumb. That what well, was it? Fucking Steven Spielberg is like movies that are on Netflix should not be. Yeah, get awards for movies. It's like it's cool. Spielberg has gone downhill. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, yeah. Have you <laughs> yeah. seen Ready Player One? No. Uh, it was good. Okay. Spielberg is another one of. Is he? I I feel like I I feel the same way with about him. Like the, the same way I feel about James Cameron. Yeah. Where it's all like, uh, it's Spielberg or whatever, whatever. But you watch his movies and you gotta respect the gangster. Like this guy knows how to like make movies. I watched the post and it's awful. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's so that that scene at the end where that one chick cries and explains the entire yeah uh premise and theme of the movie is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've ever seen. So like why did you put this in the movie, dude? Is that the one where like is that the ending where they get a call from like the Watergate hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Tom Hanks as they get the call Tom Hanks is like I don't think I could handle another big story for a while. No, that's at the that's at the yeah, that happens. <laughs> the movie ends with like uh the people going into Watergate An Avengers teaser. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th- do you remember that scene though where that lady was all like, "Yeah, democracy's been saved." Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm all like and I saw that movie, uh, High, and it was such a yeah. not a good movie to watch. High. I think Spielberg is a little up, like up his own ass right now. A little bit, like, it, which is sad. Yeah, because it, it kind of like kind of like with Tarantino, where I liked his movies before, and now when I see Spielberg, it doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. Also, isn't he more of a production than he is? Like, that's what Shia LaBeouf was trying to say. That he's. Like, like that he barely directs, that he more delegates direction and shit? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think that's that's a strategy, though. Yeah. That's a strategy that some directors do where it's like they... And it, it depends on whether they're more production-oriented or they're more, like, act-oriented. Like right. Whether, like, oh, this is for the story or, like, oh, like, I want that light there. Because some directors or producers, they... Like, with, with Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Uh, the dude that... Uh, has directed Boogie Nights, uh, There Will Be Blood, uh, The Phantom Thread, which came mm-hmm. out last year. What he says, he, he just uh, gets really good actors that can just do it themselves, where he doesn't have to talk to them and be like, oh, you're feeling this and this. Like, yeah. He's all like, okay, go. Like, go for it. Like They read the script. They understand it. He doesn't need to talk to them when they're filming a scene. I will say this about Tarantino, like despite my gripes. I think he's great with actors. I think he pulls out like performances from people that you wouldn't expect performances yeah. to come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's like that's how John Travolta is still relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz what he went from fucking look who's talking to pulp fiction yeah. and they're like holy shit this guy can actually he's read yeah. a script decently. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him on um well I saw I saw John. Have you you saw the the People versus O.J. Simpson, right? Yeah, I and liked he him was, in it. He was Shapiro. Yeah, he looked a little plasticky. A little bit, yeah. But he had that sliminess that is 
Shapiro. Yeah, I think. I I couldn't get I couldn't dig uh, Cuba as a OJ though. Like he, I couldn't see it. He doesn't look like OJ, but I think he got like good emotion in it. He didn't sound like OJ. OJ has a voice. OJ when he talks, like you know, that's OJ talking. He didn't. I don't think he nailed that. I but I'm okay with that. Like, because I don't think Michael Fassbender looks or sounds like oh no Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. What was but that? But it's a good performance. Yeah. Like, if you get the essence of what like of the emotions that the character is going through, yeah. I can like separate myself from that. I can see that. Yeah. Because like compared to fucking Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> who looks and sounds like Steve Jobs, and, but can't act. <laughs> I saw a comment under like a clip of Ashton Kutcher doing uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, it said this this scene inspires me because I, who has absolutely no acting experience <laughs> or talent, can become a major blockbuster draw one day. <laughs> <laughs> he's quit acting, right? He, I think he's he? he's, he's a full time activist now. For like a child trafficking or something, or human trafficking. Yeah, I remember he like broke down in front of Congress yeah. or something. Did I get mail? I'm waiting on Monster Monster Hunter World. <laughs> Did you order that? I ordered it yesterday. Isn't it great when you get stuff in the mail? Like uh, this week, I uh, I ordered <laughs> on Amazon a a slate summons. Oh, <laughs> like a no, 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 like a, a brand new slate. I used to have a. I don't know if you saw that old slate that we used to use for Long Beach Sketch. The one that's broken. Yeah, it's broken, and it's slates got, get broken. Yeah, fucking easily. It's it's so stupid, but I got a brand new one, and it's all clean and pristine. And then I also got a dead cat to put on a. Oh, that's good. To put on my microphone, so if it's we're shooting outside and it's windy. Yeah, we could shoot outside now. Yeah. Yeah, I the package is supposed to come tomorrow, but it'd be nice if it came. Yeah, early. You get like a rush of dopamine yeah. when you like see it, like <gasps> it's a thing that I bought. <laughs> Yay! What like real quick before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, what do you think gives you more of a dopamine, like that dopamine, when you buy something and you like hold it, or when? you get that exact thing that you want on like Christmas or your birthday. Oh God. Um, probably that when I buy it and I hold it. Okay. When it's all like, Oh, it's here. Yay. Yeah. Like um, when, especially when I open the box, cause <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm all like, Oh, it's probably a mistake. Like, Oh, they probably didn't ship what I want. <laughs> like, it's probably broken. And then I open it and it's like intact. And so it's exactly what I want. That's wanted. how I am right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. I, not necessarily dopamine rush on Christmas or my birthday, but I feel a bit more like like when I was a, a kid. Yeah. You know? You're like, oh, yeah, I got this. That sounds like a very interesting and intriguing, maybe wacky, but I think funny sketch that we can make. Okay. Where it's like people, yeah. their, their addiction is that they're addicted to receiving gifts, receiving gifts. on Christmas or their birthday. <laughs> So they every have to go to people and ask for gifts. For gifts, yeah. Yeah. And they're just in their house like, it's my birthday. <laughs> they're all strung out in their chair. It's my birthday. And then their family member's like, no, it's not. It's not your birthday. You sounded kind of like Michael Jackson for a second. There. Did I? It's uh, my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. No, yeah. you're ignorant. 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 <laughs> no. Blanket. Where's my blanket? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about... I think we're about there, yeah. We're at an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, that's perfect.
Because I need to go eat something right now. All right. Hey, you know what? Since we didn't get any mail from people, let's let's propose something. Yeah, you what know? you got? We talked about a bunch of blockbusters, you know? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't any? Why doesn't somebody write us a log line or a premise for a blockbuster movie starring us? That's good. Starring you and me. It's so, very so similar to fan fiction. No, it's not. No, who said that? I said blockbuster movies. Fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> send us stuff. We yeah, send us something. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, follow us on social media. Uh, follow mixed on social media. We're we're doing shows now. Yesterday at well, at the time of this recording, it's Friday. Yesterday we had Chappelle Lacey at mm-hmm. the rec room. He fucking killed it. Yeah, He's a good guy, funny guy. We got the ne- next mixed show, um, uh, September twenty sixth. It's gonna have uh, Ryan Sickler, and it's gonna have uh, our very own Kenny Weber featuring. Okay, He's cool. gonna be uh, doing that feature spot. Interesting. It's gonna be really funny. Cool. Okay. Oh, his dogs are running. Yay! So cute. All right, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.